Jonathan, it's been a while, a couple of years since, do you remember, possibly one of my favorite fiascos in the WordPress world of all time, the Yoast Black Friday sale with the banner in the WordPress admin. You know, and they, yeah, they, I remember they that. Had, we talked about it a lot. We've talked about it since. They addressed it quickly. and you We know, talked to no Marika about it. Yeah, we did. And for me, that was a, a bit of a moment because I don't like ads in WordPress. You don't like ads in WordPress. Nobody likes ads in WordPress, except sometimes they're necessary and they support the longevity of what would otherwise be purely free plugins. And so there's this conversation about how do you do ads in WordPress in a way that isn't too intrusive and especially in a way that respects both. Well, I guess it's about respecting the fact that the WordPress admin doesn't really belong to you. It's not really your platform. It belongs to the site owner. So how do you use the space that they've given you respectfully? So we're coming up to Black Friday now, right? It's it's close enough that plugin authors are starting to think about what they get, what deals are they going to be doing, and I'm wondering, do you think this year we will see more intrusive ads or less intrusive ads than last year? If you could, if you could just imagine a chart, and for some some in some way we're able to put a number to how annoying the uh, the WordPress admin experience is over time. I think we'd see some peaks around Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Do you think that the chart is trending, trending upwards or downwards? So that's that's interesting, Luke. Like what are, are there clear guidelines now post that that Yoast incident about what's allowed in in the plugins? No. No, no, as far as ads go, there's no not been any change in the guidelines. Okay, so it's still pretty subjective. Like it was more community backlash, where mm-hmm. it wasn't that they broke an official rule or anything. It's it's pretty open to subjective. So that's that's still the state. Uh, it's an interesting question. I think so. <laughs> one of the things I've been enjoying thinking about within the context of of Black Friday is like the effectiveness of effort. So for instance, products right now are going to do a lot to try and get like more, more sales over this Black Friday time. And a one natural area that people would look at is to take their free users, right? And just like try to get more out of them, get them to make an upgrade. So I, I, if I were to guess, it's probably going to trend towards more intrusive. If uh, if Awesome Motive is a, <laughs> as an indicator, we're probably going to see uh, more in sort of what they're doing. I would hope for less because to me, if if we're if you're doing your job right, the the value goes up for the end users. But I do suspect, Luke, at least at least from my perspective, that a lot of this is symptomatic of plugin authors just trying to get all that they can out of these smaller install bases. Like you have the base that you do and say, okay, I, I gotta grow it, I gotta get what I can. And so they try to squeeze even more out of it versus growing what they have. Right. Well, I, I think if you ask a plugin author, well, you know, they'll say, why not both? Of course, nobody's stupid. Everyone, everyone recognizes the need to grow the install base, but that's uh, not always accessible or possible or 
maybe there is a upper limit on what a particular plugin can do. I know when we we launched Hello Charts, that's got a very, very specific target audience, people who need chart blocks for WordPress. So, you know, we had very limited, unexpected, very limited install base. I I think you're right. I think it's going to get more and more annoying. We, we've been talking about uh, some plugins uh, like Updraft Plus. They inserted, do you know what they did? They inserted into the... No, I didn't see this. Well, I don't think it's been a big public thing, but it's been bothering me. You know, there's the WordPress events uh, dashboard widget. Right, yes. And so Updraft Plus have been running their own events, and so why not? They've gone and filtered that WordPress events dashboard widget and put their own events in there, which is very subtle, and I'm not sure about that one. It's a, it's inside of the rules, but how how do you feel about that? Is that annoying? Is that allowed? Or do you know that actually the more uh, obvious version of this same approach is a lot of plugins will filter the um, in the plugins list, the plugins list that's inside of the WordPress admin, and they'll put their own plugins as the featured plugins or as the popular plugins, and they'll you know try and and even premium plugins that they sell in there. You know, is this more annoying or is this actually leaning into the WordPress uh, trying to trying to be more WordPressy and and. Uh, show your products inside so, of the WordPress admin in the right context, in the right space. I, I don't think I quite agree with your starting premise that that like so you're you're the idea here that it's intrusive because that's ultimately an experience that should be the end user's experience, right? Like mm-hmm. that's so I, I'm I'm with you on the I don't like it, but when I think about part of the problem here is that products, there is a high degree to which when you've created something that's being used, you also, there's shared ownership there. This is part of the tension where you can see this in plugin authors who they don't want to like make the playground messy. They don't want to put a bunch of stuff in it. Some care a lot more than others. And, but like, I think there is a degree of, it's still fair. Like as much as I don't like what awesome motive does and like the over-aggressiveness, there's still a, they can do that. And I'm happy that they have the right to do so. I just don't want to personally reward it or encourage it. But I think that's worth calling out. It's like, it's, there is, when you're building something for WordPress, when you're creating a product for the space, if something's possible to do, there is this fairness in like, yeah, go for it. Ultimately, where it gets sticky is when end users don't know better and they see a WordPress experience filled with awesome motive style, like intrusive ads, hard upsells, and then they're ultimately like that becomes their take of WordPress. That's what they think WordPress is. And then they leave entirely. That's the problem for us as an ecosystem. But I think we're seeing symptoms of it's hard to figure this stuff out. And a lot of developers do feel pretty like, well, like I, I've been being good for a long time and I'm not really growing. So maybe I also need to, to be aggressive and push. And yeah, I don't know. So I think there's Yes, at the end of the day, it's about the end users. But like when you're creating stuff, like these product creators are also users themselves. So there's there's a yeah. I don't, don't agree. I don't see the connection. No. Well, okay. So a couple of things. I mean, I agree with you that the incentives aren't correctly aligned, right? The incentives are to be as intrusive and horrible as possible, 
and you know or up to a point where you start losing users right the incentive is to be as intrusive and horrible as you can get away with that's not a good incentive but that's what the incentive is and we see this sort of incentive all the time in business it's it's common in this capital commercial world uh, and the only way of addressing it really is with legislation or in this case we could add some rules to the to the plugin repo uh, but that's not really what I'm I'm interested in uh, I think what I want to do is promote an awareness in with within WordPress users and with WordPress plugin authors about what we think an ex- acceptable level is like and and enabling people to actually get rid of plugins that are horrible <laughs> that yes o- overdo it i think that's that's i feel the same like if we can show like there are some products that do a good job right there are, there are products out there that aren't intrusive that that don't push hard that and ultimately i think if we can like better reward those types of products as an ecosystem and then more explicitly lay out models for others. Cause like a lot of times I, I'm sure you've had similar conversations. You talk with someone, they just saw what another product did and they like, Oh, this must be the way that you do it. And they'll try to like do the same. And that may or may not have been a good practice. Uh, it's, it's hard when there aren't explicit guidelines and the incentives are sort of strewn. So as an ecosystem, we have an opportunity to say, okay, like what are the products that like, do we want, um, do we want, uh, products to do like what Jetpack does? Maybe, maybe not. Like there's uh, do we want products to, do we want awesome motives products standards to be like how a lot of other products, like similar practices? Uh, I, I hope not, but I think that's, I mean- that's up to us to figure out. It's hard. Like if it were up to me, I would not allow anyone to add any admin menu items, any primary menu items. I think that's way overdone. And if we could just set a blanket rule, we'd be better off. Throw everything under tools or throw everything under some <sighs> <of that> menu. <laughs> yeah, like, really? Man, every no, time well, I so, add a new ahead. spin up WP site, right? Spin up WP automatically yeah. installs, rightly so, limit login attempts. Which is great. Limit right. login attempts is a great plugin. Right. Um, but it all it does is it limits login attempts. I never look it at the screen. It doesn't need its own menu bar. Exactly. And <laughs> are there plugins too. that could that sort of justify that? Yeah, maybe. If I'm on a host, oh, so, but, then okay. maybe if like it introduces a new panel. custom post type. If it introduces a new custom post type, it's often justified. Yeah. Forms. It makes yeah. its own, right? Commerce. It makes it like there's there's multiple things that make sense. It's adding a whole new suite of functionality, right? But, but you're a, right. But a custom like, post see, type is being added, so therefore it'll be in its own new menu. That's that's part of it. Right. It justifies it by the by the nature versus a lot of things where it's like, why did you really just take that spot? Like there in the admin. Yeah. Like we don't we don't need that. It's yeah, just a branding exercise. And and this is what I'm saying around respect is, and this is where I think I disagree with what something that you said earlier, which is that it's a shared ownership. No, I'm telling you, Jonathan, when I start a new website, that website belongs to me. I'm paying for the hosting. I'm paying mm. for the domain name and the WordPress install, you know, is my WordPress install. It doesn't belong to WordPress. It doesn't belong to anything else. 
And if I install your plugin, that is a privilege. It is not, it does not give you, it, 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 it does not make it my site partially belong to you now. It's true in an absolute sense, right? In the sense that the GPL gives you as the end user the right to do anything that you want with it, right? Like I agree with that. I, I don't like the idea that a bunch of people are walking around feeling privileged. So how far does that privilege extend? Does that extend to support? Does that extend to like, hey, I chose to install your free plugin, so therefore you need to provide me with updates and support and as you know on the on the wordpress.org directory there is an expectation of support yes but it doesn't give me a right to the support it's a free plugin so if you then take that wordpress install of yours and ultimately create something there that you then share with others as well right so let's say you take that journey you start as a wordpress user you install some plugins and you ultimately say i'm going to create my own plugin and you do that it introduces some new functionality and then you put that in the .org repo and make it available for others. I, I think, I guess all I'm trying to say is that while I want behaviors to improve, I don't blame plugin authors for the messes that we're seeing in the space, right? And I think it's ultimately on, up to us to model. No, you got to blame. Who else, who else is to blame? That's ridiculous. Of course, plugin, plugin authors are to blame for putting horrible things in their plugins. It's the user's fault. Like that doesn't make a shred maybe, of sense. No, okay, I'll maybe say it this way. I don't blame them for trying. We do hold them accountable for it by our choices, by the standards, but it's like. But my criticism is not that they're trying to make money. Of course, we want these plugins to make money. We want them to be successful. We even would encourage them to show ads. You know, like there's a certain justification to ads, which is not ridiculous of saying, actually, I'm able to really help my users if they buy my product. Bringing their awareness to something that's relevant and valuable for them. Exactly. So I'm, I'm not against ads altogether. What I'm against is a complete disrespect and disregard for the platform on which you're being privileged to have some space. Limit login attempts does a pretty good job, but let's let's just use that as an example so that we're not picking on any other plugins. Limit login attempts, it <laughs> rightly you know, has access or, or puts stuff on my dashboard, right? Where I'm uh, adding, where it's showing me how many recent login attempts. And it's rightly putting things in a separate screen where I want to see my limit login attempts and rightly th putting things in my settings. But it doesn't need to go putting ads on all the different parts of my WordPress admin in the sidebar, in the, in the dashboard, in all of the different places just because it can. And so it needs to respect the rest of my WordPress.